0: Hello
1: everybody! Welcome to College Hoop Chat. I'm your host Jim Maceno. This is your weekly college basketball radio show right here on WBOX 1460 AM in New Rochelle, New York. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for being part of our bracket show, our biggest show of the year. More people listen to this show at least for the first two years of College Hoop Chat than any other one. And do we have a list of guests? Mike Ficaro, New York Post. Vinny Parisi from Fox Sports and Sports New York. We have Tommy Fryer, the head coach of Mount St. Michael Academy in the Bronx. Jaden Daly from A Daily Dose of Hoops. We have Kenny from Rye, our favorite top caller on the show. Guy Faladico from Iona Hoops. And Patrick Madden from the Big Big East blog. So we're going to go fast here today. Mike Ficaro and Vinny Parisi get a little more time than the others, but uh, everyone's going to give us predictions on Cinderella's, uh, mid-level teams are going to make a run through the tournament, highest seed to lose in the first round, final four picks, championship picks. It's going to be a great, great show. So in a couple minutes, we'll have Mike for Carroll. Let me just tell you that I'm so excited for the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we cover Iona on this show. Iona's got a really hard game on Friday at 430 against the UConn Huskies. Uh, Do I think Iona could win? Sure, I do. I do think with Coach Patino and the players they have, they could beat UConn. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be a very hard game, and UConn will be the favorite, and I I think UConn will probably win. But Iona can win. Iona can upset the UConn Huskies. We'll certainly ask Vinny Parisi about that, uh, who also covers Iona as one of their announcers. So many great games this week, folks. It's going to be just an amazing week. Thursday and Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. It's amazing that we have 68 teams today. And Sunday night, when the last ball is bounced, we're going to be down to 16 teams. It goes so fast. It's so exciting. It's the greatest week in sports as far as I am concerned. Uh, Quickly for Mike Vaccaro calls. I was down in Atlantic City on Saturday to watch Iona beat Marist to win the MAC championship. An exciting game. Shout out to Maris who played really well. Uh, they only down by four with about four minutes to go. They hung in there and four, but then Iona got on a roll and it ended up. I think it was a twenty point win for Iona. Very exciting. I was there to watch them get the trophy on the floor. Watch the Iona players celebrate. It was really a beautiful scene on the floor of the boardwalk arena down in Atlantic City. It was a lot of fun. A lot of Iona fans went down. We had a lot of fun. We were cheering. There were Maris fans too. It was all good natured, all fun. It was the way sports is supposed to be. A great game. Congratulations to Coach Patino. Congratulations to all the Iona players. Just a tremendous basketball season for Iona. I'm so proud of them. I'm so impressed with them. It's been really, really great uh, to be an Iona fan. All right. So, um, I guess everybody's waiting for the NCAA tournament, and it's going to be so much fun. And we're going to kick it off with Mike Ficaro, is going to be our first caller. I see Chuck tells me we have our first caller. Mike Ficaro from the New York Post and also Abana. How are you today, Mike Ficaro? I'm
2: doing well, my man. How are you doing today?
1: Thanks so much. So nice of you to call for the third year in a row. You're so nice to do this to kick off my bracket show Um, You are my favorite writer, so it makes me very happy that you're here to do the show with me. You do such a great job for the New York Post. Uh, It's literally the first thing I read when I open the New York Post. uh, And uh, and, uh, thank you for coming on the show.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: My pleasure. All right, so I'm going to slip in one question about St. Bonaventure, a team we both love. Are you hearing anything, Mike? Are they going to be able to hold on to this young talent they were developing this year? I'm worried about the transfer portal, but maybe the transfer portal could be our friend for St. Bonaventure.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the more you get used to the transfer portal, the more you're just going to realize this is part of the part of the deal. You know, I mean, I think uh, I think everybody's going to lose players. Everybody's going to get players. It's the, it's the way it is. I mean, it's not what anybody is used to, or it's not particularly what anybody likes. But uh, you know, it's just you know, You'll 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 see how it shakes out. You know, players leave. You have to replace them. Right. And uh, you know, what's, what's what's amazing is that really the bodies haven't been posted all that badly yet. You know, and and we've actually done some poaching, you know, from from interest standpoint. So. Um, it, 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 it'll all shake out, but that's just a, a, just kind of the brave new world the way things are right now.
1: I agree. I agree. You know, I kind of liked uh, Farrell, the forward, the freshman. I kind of like Luke, the you know point guard who seems like he needs more work with Schmidt, but he you know he looks like he could be a really good point guard. Uh, you can't help but like Banks when he's hot. He's awesome. You know, they've got the foundation, and, and of course the center, um, the, Venning, They have a they have a foundation that they can add more pieces. I think the Bonaventure can get back to the top of the Atlantic 10, don't you?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I, mean, I, I, I think one thing we, we saw, I mean, you know, the crazy thing with the Bonaventure this year is that they they, they, they beat the, the two teams in the championship game, which is the one and two teams in the league, and they lost to the 14 and 15 teams in the league. So it's <laughs> that's right. kind of the year you were talking about. So, I mean, you know, you, 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 I got a couple of bounces here and there. They lost a couple of really tough games. I mean, you know, the whole, the, the whole, the whole you know, standings could have been upside down. You know, why couldn't it be that way next year?
1: Right, I agree. All right, so... All right, so we'll, we'll save the bonnies for another day. We have to see what happens in the transfer portal. Let's hope for good news, Mike Vaccaro from the New York Post. And now let's talk about the greatest week in sports, as far as I'm concerned. It's the first week of the NCAA tournament. So exciting. I imagine you, as a New York Post writer, is getting excited as well.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I am. I really do enjoy this. I mean, the games are fun. I mean, especially the first couple when you have just wall-to-wall basketball from noon until midnight, uh, this you is know, it's hard to argue that's just just a great uh, just a great year it is really a great, great. In, a
1: great time of the year yep it is really great and um it's uh what's it, it, the the stories that we're about to find out about we're going to hear about the upsets the buzzer beaters we don't even know about them yet and we know they're kind of coming and it makes it so much fun you know I'm looking at this bracket Mike and you you look at these teams and some of them we know are so good but a few of these high seeds are going to lose in the tournament it's going to be we're going to kind of be shocked a little bit on Thursday and Friday. Someone's going to lose, you know, the famous uh, University of Maryland at Baltimore County upsetting uh, Virginia that year. You know, things like that happen in that first uh, two days, and I'm so curious to see where they are, Mike. Yeah, and even when they don't, you know,
2: the near misses are almost as thrilling as the, uh, as, you know, as, as the ones that actually play themselves out. You know, we've only had the one one sixteen through the years. We've had a couple of near misses. We've had a couple of 15 knockout twos. You know, which which is almost just as uh, surprising. So, yeah, that's the fun part. You know, really. I think, what they, I think once you get to the second weekend, it's kind of when you get more familiar names and more familiar teams, and it becomes a, you know, it becomes a little more of a tournament for hardcore college basketball fans and less so for the people who just like upsets and kind of just uh, seeing the way things are.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. It is true, and... Um, I have to like also pace myself. You know, I, I usually watch like every game on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I've got to make sure that I can like, get, get my charges back up for the following week because you could end up watching an enormous amount of basketball in the first two weeks of the NCAA term. You gotta kind of gotta keep focused, Mike. Got
2: to, or, or else you can get overwhelmed by it. But uh, that's why it's uh, you know it's great to kind of be your own producer now. I mean, the games are scattered over a couple of stations as long as you have. All those stations on your uh, on your television. I mean, you can watch the entire tournament uh, as you see fit, which is kind of which is kind of a new way that it's developed. I think
1: it's funny, you know, because I think you know, Mike. On this show, we cover Iona because we're a mile from the campus. But um, so some people ask me about going up to Albany. I'm kind of tempted to, but on the flip side, I can have my den set up with three different TVs with three games going on. Uh, you know, my wife and I will buy some food. We'll have a a lovely time. It's also hard to leave your den there in the NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah, look. I think if uh, I think if you're a basketball fan, at least once in your life you want to go to an N.C.A.A. tournament game, or you know if you can get to one of those you know regionals where they where they play four games on a Thursday or a Friday. But uh, look, I mean, I think I, I think there's a, if if you really like and you know enjoy uh, the first part of the tournament, there, there's there's the, the only two places really to watch them are either in your uh, in your den, in your living room, or uh, you know in a casino in Vegas where they have all the games. I hear and, that's amazing. Um, that... yeah, we'll, yeah, I've done that a couple of times. Oh, you they, have. Uh, it's yeah. a buffet table for college basketball
1: fans on a number of levels. <laughs> Mike, that's on my bucket list uh, to go someday to the NCAA Tournament of Vegas. So when I retire, uh, I'm going to do that. All right. How about we get to the tournament and do some uh, predictions, Mike? How about that? Sure, why not? All right. So let's start with my first question for the guest today, which is like everybody's favorite question. It's all over Twitter today. You probably saw it too. Uh, who's going to be the Cinderella? I, I I send out to the guests today. You know, a team like the 12th or the 16th seed uh, that's going to win a game or two and shock America. Do you have a team like that, Mike? I,
2: I really like uh, VCU. I think uh, I think they got a great first round matchup with St. Mary's. I think that they're, they're they're a team that's really hard to match up with. And uh, you know, I really think that. And, and look, I mean, I think that. Uh, Assuming that if they beat Saint Mary's, they would then face UConn. I think that would be a trigger matchup. Also, two teams with with, a, with some like-minded uh, approaches to the game, and uh, you know, I could I could see VCU taking a couple of, t- taking a couple steps out of the 12th spot.
1: What's so interesting about that game is that the two teams play completely different styles, which why I think it's going to be one of the great games in the first round. You know, VCU likes to press; they like to go fast. St. Mary's likes to go slow, work around, and use the entire thirty-second clock. So I think that's also a, a game I have on my list as the most fun to watch.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, to me, when VCU is cooking, they uh, they they, they, they remind me of what the old, uh, you know, Arkansas forty-minute hell team looked like, and what we were hoping Mike Anderson would bring to, to, to St. John's, where you know a lot of times it looks like they're playing the game seven on five.
1: Right. No, I agree. They are they are like a Mike Anderson team when that when it's played right. We won't talk about poor St. John's. I've seen your articles and we want them to be great and we hope they hire the right coach someday, which we're not going to talk about today because Iona fans are very upset about all this. But good luck to St. John's in the future. Um, All right, Mike, let's do the second one. And that is uh, probably the more likely thing to happen is that a mid-level team, uh, a team that's, you know, seated anywhere from, you know, seven or eight up to about uh, 11 that makes a run. Uh, Do you have a team there? You know, I'm going to actually
2: go with another 12. I I, I love Drake, and I think Drake's got a pretty good draw in their bracket. They're a 12 seed. They take on Miami uh, in the Midwest, and uh, I I really I really like their chances if they can get by Miami. They play Indiana, and I, I there, there's no reason to think that Drake couldn't uh, match up with Indiana. And then once you get to 16, you just never know. You take your shot from there. I mean, you know, if you do want to look a little further, I mean, Houston seems like a pretty vulnerable 1 seed. So I mean, it's it's, it's uh, you know I, I would keep my eyes open to Drake. I think that uh, that that's a team that's uh, that's come, come coming in on a roll and is uh, you know they're, they're really I found really impressive all year.
1: I agree. Um, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Miami in that first round against Drake, right? Because Miami's got an injury to one of their key players, and if he doesn't yep. play, it changes the dynamic of the whole team. Yep,
2: exactly. So it's, 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 it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what happens, but you know, sometimes all we got to do is win the first game. The St. Peter's showed us last year. I agree. And uh, you know, I, I don't know if we can get, uh, we can expect to see a 15 emerge like St. Peter's did, but this time last year when we were talking, I, I don't think either one of us was looking at St. Peter's as being the darling of that uh, of the tournament either.
1: That's for sure. You know, who I could see make a mid-level run. I mean, obviously, I have like three or four teams I think can make. But we watched them yesterday against Purdue, uh, Penn State. Penn State's gotten a lot better over the course of the year. They wouldn't surprise me if they made a run.
2: And they can shoot, so I mean that's uh, you know that if if they if they can play the way that they play during the during the season, which is relying on a on high volume, high percentage from three, uh, you know that's always a team you got to look for because they can get a lot of points in a hurry, and that can throw a real scare into a into a higher seeded team for sure.
1: I agree. All right, next, give me the highest seed to lose in the first round. Who's going to be upset? Well,
2: I I, I I don't think any of the uh, any of the. Uh, the top four. You're gonna to have to worry about the 116. I mean, you know, a game that interests me is is the uh, is, is the Texas Colgate game. I just I just love the way Colgate plays. And look, Texas might just have too many horses, but you know what? Kentucky just had too many horses last year against Holy Cross. So I'm gonna look for for, for, for for really you know for a team's expectations. against get the team that's gonna be able to sneak up on him. I mean, Colgate's uh, you know they think they won four of the last five you know, Patriot leagues, so they they they're used to playing in these games. Um, you know, it, it, it would certainly be be, be something that would and uh, be watching about nine thirty on Thursday if, uh, if it's a two point game in the last minute. Um, it wouldn't surprise me because Colgate's a very smart team that's played together, played well together, uh, and take taking way from Texas. I mean, you know, they, you know if, if they can catch Texas when maybe they bring their B game instead of their A game, and if Colby plays as they played most of the last five years, which is a, say a very high level, you know, for a, for a mid to lower level team, uh, it could be an interesting game.
1: I agree. All right, Mike. Uh, next question. Give me your final four. Well, I love
2: uh, I love Gonzaga in the West. I really have a good feeling about them. Um, you know, I I, I I'm a little torn in the Midwest. I mean, I, I kind of you know I, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna say I'm I'm really intrigued by Xavier. I really think Xavier's playing well. Uh, I think I think the, uh, you, you know things shape up in that draw for them pretty well. Um, I, I really like Purdue. I think Zach Eadie's one of the best players. One of the most fun players to watch, especially if you're an old uh, center like I was back in the day. And uh, look, I think everybody's going to be gunning for Alabama, and Alabama is a very unpopular team right now, or a very popular team to root against. But they've got so much weaponry, so so to speak. Sorry, that's probably a bad bad bad, bad way to describe them. But they 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 are they, they, just so dangerous right now that it's uh, you know I just uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against Alabama right now, though I'm sure.
1: Most people will because there are a lot of reasons to win against the Crimson Tide right now. I agree. All right, Mike, one last question. Who's going to win the national championship? Yeah, you know, I got a, I got, I got a really
2: uh, weird feel, and I think, that, uh, I think this is Gonzaga's year just because it's you know a year and nobody's expecting them to do it. You know, it's almost like they can kind of resume their uh, their uh, you know, comfortable places being sort of a, a darling and an underdog. And, you know, there are three seeds, so it's, you know, it wouldn't surprise anybody if they don't get to the Final Four. I think they're going to get there, and I think you never know. know, When you you don't have a spotlight on the way they've had the last couple of years, I think it might be a way for them to thrive. So I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Why not?
1: I love the choice, and what I also love, Mike, is that your final four had two teams that aren't chalk, and not everybody's going to pick Gonzaga and Xavier. So I thought those were great picks. So great job, Mm -hmm. Mike. That's awesome. I love it. Well, All
2: right. It's always good talking to you, my man.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the show for three years in a row. It's really nice to I really appreciate it. Uh, Hope to see you soon. Same time next year. You got it. Sounds great. Thank you, Mike. You're the best. Take care. Okay, bye-bye now. All right, let's go to our next caller. We have our, my buddy and the fabulous college basketball announcer, Vinny Parisi. Vinny, how are you?
3: What's going on, my man, Jim? Great week of the year.
1: How you doing? I know. I You're following Mike for Carol. I got two stars to start my show today. This is awesome.
4: <laughs>
1: All right, Vinny, first tell everybody, because there's nobody better to answer this question than you. Uh, A- can it beat UConn? And then how do they beat UConn?
3: Yeah, no, they can. And, and I'll tell you why they can. From a matchup standpoint, um, you, you need to look at Adama Sinogo inside, who's not just one of the best bigs, obviously, in the Big East. He's one of the best bigs in the nation. But with Nelly Jr. Joseph, as we know from the Mac, Rick Pitino has a big body to bang with him inside. Now, the two factors that need to take place, three facts. Three factors, Jim, that need to take place for the Gales to get this upset. Number one, they got to make shots. You got to stroke the three ball. You're on a neutral court; it's easier said than done sometimes. But Rick Pitino's Gales are at their best when Walter Clayton and Danish Jenkins are really filling it up. Number two, it's going to come down to perimeter defense. UConn, as talented as they are, with Tristan Newman and with Jordan Hawkins, who are studs and future pros you got to get into them, and you got to do what Marquette did to them at Madison Square Garden. Force the backcourt 4-for-21 from the field. You have to bother them. You have to take them out of the game if you want to have a shot. And the third thing is defensive rebounding as a team. They also have someone named Donovan Klinging, two. UConn's the best offensive rebounding team in the nation. So even if they're shooting poorly, they could pound the glass versus the Gales. If they take care of those three areas, Jim, Shoot it well from the foul line. Stay out of foul trouble. Make some big shots late. Rick Pitino can coach himself into this last media timeout and give the Huskies a run for their money. I
1: agree, and no, I am. It's funny you hit right on the thing I'm concerned about. Is Iona has given up a lot of offensive rebounding this year. It was actually if you look at the metrics on Iona, it's been a flaw. Uh, If that's something they can avoid, I, I, I really do think it's a close game.
3: Totally agree.
1: All right, Vinny, you're the best. All right, so let's get in some questions about the big— how, First of all, how excited are you about this week?
3: Oh, it's going to be great. It's it's going to be great. I I, I actually feel um, that there will be a lot of high chalk towards the end, but I, I look at some of the matchups in this round of 32 and potentially in the Sweet 16. I think there's going to be some fantastic— uh, tournament games with this seeding.
1: All right, so here we go. We're jumping right into the Cinderella. Cinderella, a seed from around 12 to 16. Uh, who is going to be the Cinderella this year?
3: Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, number one. I mean, let's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't see anything extreme happening with 14 or 15s this year. Um, I don't see a UMBC uh, 16 situation. Obviously, I think the four thirteen game is a, is a is a great shot for the Iona Gals against the UConn Huskies. The other one, if you're filling out your brackets, now coincidentally, it's against the team that I have coming out of the Midwest, but a team that could make some noise is the thirteen seed, Kent State Golden Flash. Jim, and I'll tell you why. The Rob Senderoff got five guys on the floor. Uh, he he's not going to get nervous about coaching an NCAA tournament game. He was there in 2017. They got five guys that could all switch, all interchangeable, the same size. And they took Gonzaga to the limit in Spokane, Washington. They took Houston to the limit in Texas. They could definitely be a team that surprises some people and breaks through and makes some upsets in the bracket.
1: All right. I think that's an excellent choice, by the way. As you know, I root for Buffalo, and I see, I've see seen them play against Kent State's good. Yep. All right, mid-level run. A team like uh, 9, 10, 11, that range, that could really win a couple of games. Those teams do win a couple of games in the tournament, those seeds. You got a team there?
3: Yeah, I would keep my eye on, Jim, in the Midwest, the 7-10 matchup against Texas A&M against Penn State. Now, you now normally a 7-10 game, as we know, is not going to be the sexiest matchup in the world, but you're talking about two ball clubs that not only did they have very good years, not only did they have stretches to where they had big-time wins against nationally-ranked opponents, but they made it to the conference championship in both of their respective Power Five leagues. What does that mean, Jim? It's the old adage that they love to say they're playing their best basketball at the time of the year. Micah Shrewsbury's done a great job at Penn State. He gave Purdue all that they could handle. Jalen Pickett's one of the best guards in the nation. That's a team that's much better than a 10-seed. And then you talk about Buzz Williams and his tournament coaching experience and Wade Taylor the fourth. That's a very under-the-radar 7-10 game, Jim, to where that team can easily, easily make some noise, beat Texas and be in the Sweet 16 and beyond.
1: I agree. I have Penn State, too, as my mid-level run, so great minds think alike. All right. Give me the highest seed to lose in the first round.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I have Alabama going to the Final Four. But if you're willing to get crazy and say that you want to knock out a number one, and I I look at all of them, and and Houston doesn't have an easy path, path, but i got to tell you, I keep going back, Jim, to this Virginia-Alabama potential matchup, and that's where Bennett's style, style, means something when you get into the second weekend. Style, Virginia slowing it down and not letting Alabama go up and down running crazy athleticism could be interesting to keep your eye on.
1: I like it. All right, last, we're running up against the commercials, so here we go, Vin. Um, give me your final four and champ.
3: Well, I'm actually going to stick with Alabama just because of the year that they had tearing through the SEC and how dynamic they are on both ends of the floor coming out of the South. I got Zach Eady and Purdue coming through. Matt Painter's crew, the most dominant player of the year in college basketball, but he's got Shooters around him defensively. Out of the Midwest, I have the Indiana Hoosiers, Jim. Wow. This is the team a that did very, very well in the Big Ten. They could break through there. I think that they cracked through. And then my last one out of the West is Bill Self in Kansas. I have the Blue. I have Bill Self Ball Club winning back to back national championships. This is the team that dominated the best conference in college basketball.
1: Hard to argue with all that logic, Vinny. As usual, you're on your game. Vinny, thank you so much, Vin Parisi, for being part of the show.
3: Yeah, you're the man, Jim. And remember, a lot of people are going to say, do you want to take that much chalk? 82% of the field in the last 20 years, one in two seeds. Nice job, Vin.
1: Nice job. Talk to you soon about college basketball. All right, folks, we're halfway done on the show. Going to commercial break, and we'll keep talking about... Tournament. we love that basketball. They're playing. Okay, folks. Bring our back on Kyle Choops Cat. We're gonna jump right back into our predictions for the NCAA tournament. And our first caller on the second half is my high school buddy and the outstanding high school basketball coach at Mount St. Michael Academy in the Bronx, Tom Freyer. Tom, how are you?
5: What do you say, mate? How are you,
1: kid? Doing great. Jumping, let's jump into it, Tom. Right into it. Cinderella. Give me a Cinderella
5: in the NCAA tournament. Cinderella. Let's see. Not, not many people talking about Miami. I know they're a high seed, but they can score it. They got size and they really get after you. Um, you know, Coach Laranady likes to push it, so they get in some high-scoring games and they can score with anybody.
1: All right. So Miami Hurricanes win the NCAA tournament. It's funny. Some people have been talking about them to get upset in the first round. You think they make might make a run and through a couple of rounds. That's it. That's good. I like right. it.
5: I'm looking for them to make a run. Exactly right.
1: All right, mid level run. A team kind of in the middle of the pack that's gonna run like all the way up to like the Elite Eight or something. Uh, give me one of those teams. You know, like a you know, like a nine, ten, eleven seed that is likely to make a run.
5: I don't know. I'd like to say I'd like to say Kentucky or Providence, but I wouldn't want to be either one of those teams. I'll tell you what, that's a tough matchup for, for each one and Coach Cooley I don't think he was too happy knowing he's gotta play Kentucky. He's starting to play a little bit better. But if I had to pick somebody, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you USC. they scored it pretty well. They played real well in the Pac-10. I know Pac-10 teams generally don't get you know much of the play when this thing happens, other than UCLA. But I'm going to go USC.
1: I like it. I like it. All right, now give me the highest seed to get knocked out
5: in the first two days. Highest seed to get knocked out in the first two days. I'm going to go with number two Marquette.
1: Wow, bold! They run through up to
5: the Big, Big East But I'm looking at their brackets. Michigan State can come in if they can get by. I just called for USC, but if they ever got by, Michigan State would be a tough, tough second round game.
1: I agree. I agree, Tom Frayer. All right, let me do uh, another one for you. How about your
5: final four? You got a final four for us? I'm going Miami, Virginia, Purdue, and Kansas.
1: Wow, you really got Miami in the final four. I love their coach. He seems like a great. you,
5: You probably know him, right? Larry is a Bronx guy. He actually went to school with my father, believe it or not. Oh wow! Yeah, he's a Bronx guy, Archbishop Molloy guy. He's bounced around. He was at Bowling Green. He's been in a lot of places, but uh, you know he's won some big games. He took um, George, George Mason a long time ago. Yeah, so he can get it done. We'll see. I like that.
1: Um, so, all right, who's your champion? Who's your national champion? I have to agree with Parisi. I'm
5: thinking Kansas two in a row. Wow, two and two of you guys back to back. To, I hate to agree with Parisi, but he had some good points. And watching Kansas, I mean they can score it, they got size, their guards are real good, they can spread it, you know, and um you know, make some shots. Um but you know, you know Purdue too, even though I haven't picked them, Purdue can knock some people off also. They defend, they get the big guy in the middle, you know, big ten. Who knows? Who I knows? agree. That's why
1: there's sixty eight teams here. No, I agree, it's crazy. Um, you know what? I agree with Mike Beccaro, our first guest. The team, I think, is going to surprise people. Look, we know they're really good, and everybody's got them going to the Sweet 16, maybe even the Elite Eight, but I could see them in the Final Four because there's no pressure on them. They're playing loose. I watch them a lot at night because I'm a night owl.
5: Gonzaga's really good. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about Gonzaga. Every year we talk Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. But this might
1: know. be the year. Now nobody's talking about them, Tom Freyer. Maybe they win this year. It could be the year. It could be the year, but I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. All right, Tom, great picks. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to keep an eye on Miami. I like that one. That was bold. That wasn't chalk. I like it. Well, what are you thinking about the Gales?
5: I mean, I'm listening to what you're saying. Are you going to head up to Albany?
1: Uh, I think I'm going to stay home because I I like to watch three games at once, but I'll see if I change my mind next couple of days. I think the Gales have a chance. I don't think it's an automatic UConn win. Uh, Rick knows exactly what it, what he's doing. He'll have them ready. The scout will be really strong. They have an assistant, former Connecticut assistant in the
5: locker room. I think it'll be a good game. I really do. What about you? There's no doubt. I mean, you know, the, Iona's guards, are, you know, they're really, really good in, in, in Jenkins and Clayton. They can both score. But the big matchup is Sanogo and Junior Joseph. Now, Junior Joseph is pretty much manhandled every five-man in the match. But now he's up against a real horse. That's going to be a battle. I think it's a difference. You know, Parise was saying pressure on the ball, and you know, can you take the threes away? But as you said before, Iona's taking a little bit of a beating on the glass, and UConn can really go get it.
1: That's what worries me.
5: I'm worried about their physicality. I'm worried about their size. I mean, let's be honest. You know, Clayton and Jenkins aren't they're not real big, but they can shoot it, and they play they play smart, and Pitino will have them ready. But I just think the Sunogo, um Junior-Joseph matchup is huge. It's really, really big. So I agree. We'll see what happens there.
1: I agree 100%. Tom Freyer, you were fabulous. As always, keep up the great work at Mount St. Michael, and thanks for calling the show. All right, Mace. Keep it rolling. I will. Thanks so much. All right, folks. That's great. Tom Freyer. And our next caller is our friend of the show, Jaden Daly from Daily Dose of Hoops, a great website, by the way. should all check it out. Jaden, are you there? I
4: am, Jim. How are you, my friend?
1: All right, great. You ready to jump into the your predictions? Absolutely. Why not?
4: Give me a Cinderella, a team like 12-16 to 16 seed that's going to win some games. Well, I only have one of them past the second round, and it's VCU. I think they go to the Sweet 16. That that lineup that Mike Rhodes brings out there, and we'll see it in Albany because the VCU St. Mary's game is right before Utah Iota. Iona. Ace Baldwin's a point guard who can play at a higher level, and you look at what VCU has, they're just a tough matchup for whoever.
1: I agree. They're going to be tough. Uh, Their full court pressures can be really tough for St. Mary's. Yet, St. Mary's is a very bright, smart team. They play smart basketball. I think that's a tremendous game, Jaden.
4: It is. I'm looking forward to seeing Randy Bennett and Nathan Mahaney in person. I'm really interested in finally getting a chance to lay eyes on these these guys up close and personal.
1: I agree. All right, give me a mid level team, you know, 9, 10, 11 seed that's going to
4: really shock people. Oh, I think Creighton as a 6 could go to the Sweet 16. I. I don't. I don't know much about eight nine matchups against one seeds this year. I like Maryland, but they have a tough ask against Alabama. Same for Arkansas. If they win, they get Houston. Uh, rather, Kansas. So it's it's tough for the eight nine winners. I like Penn State as a ten seed, but against Texas, I don't know. I agree. I'm going to give you one. I
1: like Arkansas. They've been okay. up and down team all year, but when they get rolling, they have two lottery picks. Uh, a bunch of other good players. They have an excellent coach that knows how to coach and determine. I-, I could see Arkansas beating Illinois and giving Kansas a game. We'll see about that. All right, there. Throw that one out there. All right.
4: Who's the highest seed in the first round to lose? I have two 13s going out. I have Tennessee losing to Louisiana with Greg Williams, the former St. John's guard. And I have my own beating, UConn. It's not that crazy.
1: That's not crazy, and I love that pick, Jaden Daly. Look at you uh, picking a MAC team for a huge upset in the first round.
4: All right, give me your final four. We'll go with Arizona, Kansas, Houston, and as much as it pains me to say it, Duke, I think they have an excellent draw in the East Regional. They'll have the Garden, which is going to be Cameron North if they can get there, and with a little help from the officials, like always, they'll be making it to the last weekend in, in Houston.
1: It's interesting you picked Arizona because I have Arizona too. I actually believe uh, that when they're on the court together, despite the explosive Alabama, I think that Arizona is a better, more experienced team. And I think Arizona is going to beat Alabama. I really do.
4: I do too. I, I feel like Tommy Lloyd, as much as he's talked about, still doesn't get the respect he deserves as coach.
1: I agree. All right, give me your national champion. Who do you got for the national champion?
4: I have Kansas going back to back beating Arizona.
1: Another one. Oh, it's three in a row. Vin Parisi, Tommy Freyer, and Jaden Daly have Kansas back-to-back. You know, I do think Kansas is the most complete great team in the country. So I can see why why you guys are picking them. Um, I just find it so hard to believe somebody's going to repeat in this day and age with the transfer portal and the parity in college basketball.
4: Hasn't been done in 16 years.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, Jaden Daly, you're awesome. And I'm glad you're a friend of the show. Keep up your great work. I know so much about the Mac conference because I read your website. Uh, you're a a great asset for people that love college basketball.
4: Thank you so much, Jim. See you soon.
1: Thanks, Jane. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right. Mm -hmm. Super. Thank you, Jaden. All right. Super. Do we have our next caller? We don't have our next caller yet. All right. So I'm going to throw out a pick while we're waiting for our next caller. So I think that, um, the one place to watch where uh, I think the South region has a lot of potential upsets. And nobody's hit on some of them yet, but I could see Charleston beat San Diego State. I really could. I could see um, NC State beat Creighton, and I could see Utah State in Missouri. They're all in the same region, the South region, and it would not shock me that uh, upsets come out of the South region. So take a look at that bracket, folks. I think you'll see... Um, some real potential upsets. And so I'm focusing, believe it or not, despite the four brackets, the bracket that I see upsets in is in that South region because I don't know if you've seen Charleston play, but they're mature, they shoot well, they play good D, they're exciting. lot, uh, Much as I like San Diego State as a great defensive team, um, I do think Charleston can beat them. Um, while I like Missouri, I think Missouri's a good team. Utah State is fast. They are can be explosive, like to run. And I don't know, if, and so does Missouri, which makes me think it's going to be a wild game and either team could win. And um, NC State, boy, when they get rolling with the three-pointers, they can beat anybody. They even could beat Creighton. So watch the South for upsets. All right, we have our caller. Let's go to the phone line. Is this Kenny from Rye? James, how we doing? Doing great. How you doing?
6: Good, good. I'm all ready with my uh, answers to your questions. Cinderella. What do you got for our Cinderella. You know, I actually threw it out there quickly because I was a fan of them, Colgate, but getting through Texas is too difficult, so I went, went, uh, I went the road a little bit here with Montana State. I, wow. like their I like the way they look. I like the fact that their coach was a former player there, and any success that that school has had has been with that uh, with their coach, who's got the greatest name in college basketball, Danny Sprinkle.
1: Danny Sprinkle, I like it, and they're playing Kansas State. You got them winning. Look, Kansas State's kind of new to all, you know being so highly ranked. They might be a little nervous. Montana State gets hot
6: in the beginning of the game. You might have just called the Cinderella. You got it. We'll see how it goes. But I like them early and often.
1: All right. Give me a team 9, 10, 11 seed right in the middle of the pack there,
6: mid-level that's going to make a run and beat some people. You know, I thought about this for a while, and I listened to a, a number of the pundits, and I came up with, I, I you know, outside just because of, of our connection there with Pitt, I kind of threw Pitt out a little bit earlier. But when I came down to it, I liked Drake. You like so, Drake? Wow. Twenty-seven and seven, you know, great, great season. Missouri Valley Conference is really solid. They've had a good year. They've, you know, they've they've gotten better throughout the year, and I think a little bit of momentum, as I've always been a fan of, I think helps them heading into the tournament. So I think that's that's one that I'm liking. at as you say, mid-level.
1: Interesting, because you just went uh, on the opposite side of your classmate Tommy Frayer, who has Miami going to the Final Four. So you and Tommy Frayer got a nice debate there. <laughs> All right, hold on through the commercial break, Kenny from Rye, and we'll finish up your predictions. Right. Nice folks, we're going to a commercial break. We'll be right back uh, for our last segment of the show.
7: We love that basketball.
1: Okay, folks, we're basketball. back on Kyle Choup Chat. We have Kenny from Rye on the phone. Kenny from Rye, you're up on another prediction. So give us who is going to be the highest seed to lose in the first round on Thursday and Friday.
6: This one's sung a little bit because of their, obviously, their uh, nickname. But I think St. Mary's is in trouble here. At a number five and facing VCU, and, and although the eight, uh, A10 was down this year a little bit, I think VCU was clearly above heads and, uh, head and tails above everybody else. There, tough defense, good solid team. They've, they've won all the big games all year. They played well at the end of the year into their tournament, won their tournament. So I think St. Mary's is going to have a real tough team. And what I saw from them, what Gonzaga did to them on in the finals in the WCC, did not give me much confidence for St. Mary's as a number five.
1: I agree. I agree. That's a very nice analysis, and everybody seems to think St. Mary's in trouble uh, from VCU. All right,
6: Final Four and champion. Final Four. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too much outside the box here, as I looked at some of the, you know, number of the games, and I kind of picked it for the road that they have. Um, I watched Arizona. Uh, you know, over the course of the last uh, half of the year, they look better than ever. I think they're one of mine. I'm going to go with the Big East with Marquette. I think Marquette has looked better and better each and every week uh, heading into the, uh, the Big East tournament, and they've proved that. Uh, this, is a, a, this is one that I just cannot bet against because I saw them all year on highlights and games is Texas. And then I'm going to go with someone who's kind of gotten a little bit under the radar over the last couple of weeks uh, is Gonzaga. So I like those four. Arizona, Marquette, Texas, and Gonzaga is the final four. So I'm going to do mine. I
1: haven't done it yet. I'm going to do my final four. Uh, it's interesting. We we've shared two. I have in the east Purdue, mm-hmm. although I think that if Duke and Purdue play, it's gonna be a heck of a game. In the West I've got Gonzaga. In the south I've got Arizona, and the Midwest I got Texas. Uh those that's my final four. All right, give me your national champ.
6: You know, this one was tough. I, I, I watched them, you know, throughout the year and I think their story is a great one from the standpoint of picking up a coach or new coach, uh, on December twelfth, and I'm going with Texas. I think Roddy Terry has done he should get Coach of the Year. He took the job on December 12th. I like his experience. He's been a head coach for 10 years prior to this at UTEP and Fresno State. And we all know the Big 12 has been the best conference all year. So I think I'm going to go with Texas here um, for the, to be the national champ.
1: Um, all right, Kenny, I think that's fabulous. Um, I like your picks. I think they're smart. And now let's see what happens. Thank you for everything you do for our show. Enjoy the week. James, I look forward to filling out your bracket. Thanks very much. Okay, great. All right, so we have two callers left. Talk about the NCAA tournament. Let's go to the next one. Uh, I believe we have Guy Faladico on the line. Guy, are you there? I am here. How's it going? So have you recovered from Saturday night? All that happiness uh, down in Atlantic City?
7: (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. The whole the whole week, the whole week was stressful, in the, not in the sense of the basketball, but in the sense of whether we're going to have a coach after this season.
1: I know, but I refuse to talk about it. You've probably seen my post. I'm going to discuss that after I own done. Is I own is done playing basketball this year. I agree. I totally agree. Good. All right. So let's jump into it. Give me your Cinderella guy, Philatico. I've got I've got two uh, lower seeds making the
7: Sweet Sixteen: Charleston and Drake. I like those picks. Those are those are excellent picks, Guy Philatico. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I'm going smaller this year. I have, I don't think Iona is beating UConn. For those who want to know, uh, but uh, I, um, I had to pick a couple of smaller schools to
1: make some, make a couple of rounds. So I think Iona can beat Connecticut, but I'm not going to sit here and say they are going to beat Connecticut. You probably exactly. agree with that.
7: Yes, I do. I, I think I think they're they're a better version of us, and that's uh, you know. So we'll have to play an extremely good game to win that. I agree.
1: All right, we we'll have to play like Villanova in 1985, right? <laughs> Not uh, somewhere in that neighborhood maybe. <laughs> All right. Give me a mid-level run, a team 9-10-11 uh, kind of seed. Let's see. Well, I I, I have I get I have a 7 seed going to the
7: final four. That that's a, you, I think we'll that let you have that. At the, I have I have Missouri going to the
1: final four. All right, good. That that'll also be your mid-level run. We'll give you that. You get a double credit for that one, guy. I'll take it. All right. Give me your highest seed to lose in the first round. Indiana losing to Kent State. A lot of people think that. You know, that is definitely a trend out there. I, I was looking at some of the experts today. Kent State's really good. I watched them play Buffalo twice this year. So, uh that's a good pick. Uh that that doesn't even that would not shock me. That's for sure. Yeah,
7: okay. And Indiana's Indiana is the 4 seed I wanted I own it to get cuz I know it was going to be a 13 and that was the one I was like, "Oh, that's the game I want." Me too. Uh, Kent State Kent State got him and we got we got a see we got a UConn team that was underseeded at 4, of course.
1: Me too. I I felt all those emotions as I was watching the bracket get revealed. All right, give me your final four. I've
7: got Missouri, as I mentioned. I have Purdue, I have
1: Xavier, and I have Kansas. Wow, I like it. Uh, Xavier's a, a, a interesting pick. I didn't think they, would, they could survive to being a team that could make the final four without Zach Fremantle, yet they're playing really well. They look good in the Big East tournament. I get that. All right, and I love Purdue, and Missouri's a wild... Wild pick because they are explosive. Yeah. They get up and down the court. They're going to shock some teams.
7: Yeah, I, I get nervous sometimes when I hear people jump on a certain bandwagon, and it's like, well, I'm going to go a little different. And, you know, my brackets are either, either dead real quick or I'm, or I'm going to be in the thick of things if I'm right. So.
1: I agree. All right, give me your national champion, Guy Philatico, for my own hoops. Uh, I'm going to go with Purdue. Um, I don't really have a strong argument as to why.
7: I, I think Missouri's luck will run out. I, I think Xavier's luck might run out. And I just don't think Kansas will repeat. It's just a hunch. So I'm going Purdue.
1: I'm with you. And I also don't know who the heck's going to stop Zach Eadie. So uh, that's why. Well, that's true. My <laughs> national champion, great minds think alike, is Purdue as well. Uh, Guy Faladico from Iona Hoops. Oh, then they're, then they're finished, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. It's been so nice for three years to work with you now and covering Iona. You're a class act. You've really been helpful to this show. I want to say thank you and keep up the great work. Thank you much, Jim. enjoy the tournament. Thanks, Guy Faladico. Appreciate it. All right, we have one caller left to talk about the NCAA tournament, and that is our friend from the big, big East blog, Patrick Madden. Patrick, how are you? I'm doing well, Jim. Uh, Have you been
0: uh, staring at that bracket all day? Uh, Not all day, but I've stared at it enough to give you your answers.
1: All right, I'm sure you did, and I'm sure you're excited about it, and uh, you certainly know the Big East teams inside out, that's for sure. Give me your Cinderella in the NCAA tournament this year that everybody's going to be talking about.
0: Probably
1: Charleston. Charleston, I like it. That's a good pick. A lot of people are picking it. Now, I've seen them play multiple times because I root for UNC Wilmington, uh, and they actually play matchup very well. They had some terrific games. I like Charleston. I could see them winning in the first round. Um, and so I mentioned earlier that it's going to be very interesting, that South region, uh, Patrick, because I would not be shocked for Charleston to beat San Diego State. I wouldn't be shocked to see Utah State beat Missouri, and I wouldn't be shocked to see NC State beat Creighton. I wouldn't be shocked if any of those things happen.
0: No, and I, I have Charleston going to the Sweet 16, so uh, I think that Pat Kelsey is a coach who will get a bigger job sooner rather than later. I think Georgetown should take a look at him, but uh, you know Georgetown want, may want a bigger name, so but Pat Kelsey is going to be a big name when he gets to the Sweet 16.
1: Okay, so next Pick is the mid-level pick, a team 9, 10, 11 in the middle of the pack that's going to make a deep run. I've been talking about Arkansas and Penn State today. What do you have?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Iowa. Uh, I don't know if I have a lot of confidence in them, but they can score a lot of points. And I think, you know, look, they, I, hate to, I hate to be silly here, but the team that scores the most points win, and very few teams can outscore Iowa. And I think if Houston, Houston plays great defense, but if I were going to hit a bunch of threes, they, uh, they, they had the opportunity to pull an upset in the second round against the Cougars.
1: So what I, what I didn't see today, Patrick, is, the, is whether Sasser, Marcus Sasser, the star guard for Houston, is going to play uh, and be fully 100% in the tournament. Uh, that matters so much on how far Houston will go.
0: Uh, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. They made the Elite Eight without Sasser last year, and I think that the style that Kelvin Sampson plays is capable of absorbing a loss uh, of a of a Marcus Sasser. So I, I don't think Houston's out of it if Sasser is not playing or not
1: 100%. So I get your point. The only thing I would differ a little bit on is that he's their best player, you know, and he's the Absolutely. kind of their go-to player. And I, I I do think it's a loss, even though, yes... They'll still play well and be tough, but Sasser's a guy I think that gets them in the Final Four.
0: I mean, I love Sasser, but you know, I, I don't think Houston necessarily is out of it because Sasser may or may not play or may not be 100%.
1: Fair point. All right. Give me the highest seed that's going to lose in the first round. Tennessee. Not shocking. They have trouble scoring. They go into droughts. That was not shocked me whatsoever. Tell me why you're thinking that.
0: Uh, Louisiana can score. and. If, if, if Tennessee can't keep up with them in the scoreboard, uh, Louisiana's got a shot at pulling that one out because Tennessee loses weird games like that. They lost bad games like that against lesser SEC opponents.
1: Okay, we're running out of time, so do you give me your final four and your national champ.
0: I got Alabama, Purdue, Texas, and Gonzaga, and uh, I, I, I hate to disagree with your guy uh, uh, Tom Ferrer, but I think this is the year Gonzaga finally gets the monkey off their back. You no,
1: know, without having all the pressure of being one of the highest seeds, I think they got and played a little looser. And it would not shock me if Gonzaga wins a national championship. I love the pick. Patrick, thanks for coming on our show so much, teaching us all about the Big East Conference. It's been fun to work with you this season. All right. Thank you very much, Jim. Okay. Folks, that's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. We gave you a lot of great predictions, a lot of thoughts about you filling out your bracket. Have a great week. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. I certainly will. Thanks for tuning in.
6: Talk to you soon, folks.